welcome to Something Unoriginal. On today's episode, we're joined by Connor Patterson. We talk about media, basketball, and a bunch of other random things. If you enjoy this episode, please like, follow, and rate the show. It helps us grow and keeps the episodes coming. Also, follow us on Instagram at Something Unoriginal Podcast so you never miss updates on the show. Thank you. Welcome back to Something Unoriginal. Hey, man. I'm, I'm ready to have a, a real conversation with you. Me too. It's been, what, 15 episodes? 14 episodes since our last one? Yeah. You were episode one, and yeah. now you're episode 15. Episode one when we were both, like, way too excited for this yeah. and talking really fast and <laughs> adrenaline was spiking. It was bad, yeah. But you know what? Here we are. Jazz game's on. My a kid from our high school is now on the jazz for a 10-day contract. So we're keeping that on to see if he's getting any playing time today. But uh, recently we've been starting out with Tell Me This. Do you know what Tell Me This is? No. All right. I listened to the first two episodes. There you go. So I got a coworker. His name is Raul. Uh, randomly on any given day, he'll come up to me, say, tell me this, and then give me two options, just completely random. You, no context. You just kind of have to pick one. So uh, tell me this. Baseball gloves or basketball shoes? And again, no context at all. Yeah, just pick one. Give me your reasoning too, as to you know maybe what you're going through. I mean, I, I like basketball more than baseball. To play, to watch, to participate in. Okay, it's a valid point. So, and uh, I don't wear a lot of gloves, but I wear shoes every day. So, I think in my life, I would pick basketball shoes. It's a valid point. I like that. That's good. Okay, thanks. I may go with the I may go with the baseball mitt though, because you're a contrarian. Well, no, because, I mean, you may keep a basket, pair of basketball shoes for like a year, year and a half. You can have that glove for your entire life. I guess if you're playing basketball all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, even then. So I bought some Kyrie's a few years back. They're still great, but I don't play anywhere near as much basketball as I could. They maybe last me five years. Five years down the road, they're probably going to break down enough that I'm not going to. But if you played baseball every day, do you think your baseball glove would last forever? I mean, it definitely lasts a lot longer than a, than some shoes. Yeah. I mean, they both need to be broken in. That's true. That's true. But you can break in a pair of basketball shoes within like a game or two. That's true. And you don't need any extra material to do that. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I think I'm going to go with the mitt on this one. All right. Well, I've talked about a lot of different things in the past. We've been watching The Last of Us show. Dude. Have you been watching The Last of Us? The Last of Us, in it as a game, was perfect. So I've the, never played it. So the expectations for the show were perfection, right? Like, okay. it's either perfection or bust because the game was the greatest game many of us ever played. Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude. G-Money, our editor, and I have this conversation all the time. Where we're like, I, I think it's Breath of the Wild, greatest game ever. And he's like, I don't know, I think The Last of Us might. I'm like, no, 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 nope, nope. See, but if you had played The Last of Us when it was relevant. That's true. And if I had played The Last of Us at all, actually, I probably would think the same thing. Especially if it's anything as good as this show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, the things that they chose to change for the show make sense, especially when you listen to the creator talk about it, like, after the show. I haven't watched any of those. I need to. Yeah. And they they explain their choices, especially to us super fans of the game that have played the through it more than once. Yeah. And... Obviously, his decisions have reasons, and when he explains those reasons, they make total sense. And I think the show is perfect. I think that they casted um, Joel and Ellie, the only two really important characters. Oh, they're 
Perfect, perfect. cast. Perfect so great. Cast. Yeah. And and the, even the choices that they didn't explain in the casting of this. I mean, everybody thinks Pedro is the best. Pe- oh, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. I was like, Pedro? Who's Pedro on the show? <laughs> no. He could play anybody, and we'd believe him. But yeah. he's the perfect Joel, and I love it. Yeah, he is a really good... He's perfect for that character. Yeah, for sure. Him, him and... I mean, I feel like he's similar to the Mandalorian and his character in that show. But then he also does stuff like <laughs> the one movie he made with uh, Nick Cage. So he's a, he's a versatile actor, but he's perfect for this. Yeah. Yeah, everybody compares this to the Mandalorian because they're like, oh, you got to take a kid somewhere, keep it safe. <laughs> I never thought about that. That's nice. That makes a lot of sense. Through, through a lot of things trying to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, I was going to say that Ellie, a lot of people didn't love the choice for her. They thought that she was Why? cast strangely. Because in the game, she's a little different. She seems a little bit older and more mature when you get to her in mm, the game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the way that she gets presented to you, her relationship with people in the world are different in the game. Oh, really? How so? Um, like the main Firefly lady. What's mm-hmm. her name? I can't remember. I forget. That's fine. I must not be a super fan. You're good. <laughs> but... Uh, um. No, I think she it was a well well casted character because you needed to immediately feel like you wanted to protect her. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the game, you kind of had the time to develop that feeling towards her because it's a game and you're learning how to play it. And that makes sense. Every situation isn't two minutes; it's two hours when you try it forty times because you keep getting bit. Yeah. So I imagine you die so much in that oh game. Oh my gosh. In the game too, you can choose to um, play grounded survival mode, mm-hmm. where you start at the beginning, everything is realistic and will kill you in one shot because oh, that's geez. how the world works. And yeah. then when you die, you start back at the beginning. <sighs> and it's like th- five, six hours of straight playthrough if you like are good at it. Is it ever good to be like a huge pain in the ass? Yeah. Well, if you if you're playing it that way. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you are that kind of masochist and you want to. Just not love anything ever again. Because you have to be so careful. Mm -hmm. And everything becomes like a sneak kill. Yeah, that makes sense. So what do you think of this show as someone that has not played the game? I really like it. Because, I mean, I don't know. It makes me really want to play the game. I watched, like, Edge Runners. Edge Runners? Yeah, it's the cyberpunk one. Oh, yeah. So... I bought that game during a time where it was like super on sale. It was after everybody was super mad at Cyberpunk. Being like, oh, they released it too early. It's the worst. Why would they ever do that? Wasn't quite ready. Yeah, it was a little bit undercooked apparently. And so everybody was pissed off at it. And then I was kind of, I saw it was like $13. I was like, okay, I'll pull the trigger. Maybe I'll get around to it. And then I got COVID and watched Edge Runners, which is like their Netflix anime series that they did. Right. And, uh, I don't know, it really, like, it got me to play the game, and I think that was kind of the point, so I fell for it, and I think I think this is doing the same thing for The Last of Us. But it's not me. the point of the show. That's true, it, it yeah, that's... Because the game number two came out, didn't do great, as well, it didn't do as well as everybody wanted it to. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had weird opinions about that game, too. Isn't that going to be what part two is? I hope so. Is season two? Yeah, that'd be great, because I loved... The second game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any qualms with it. Would you say it's better than the first game? It is 10 years in the future, <laughs> you know, oh, in, in both. 2033? Well, I'm saying like it 
in our reality, it got made 10 years later. So the the graphics are incredibly better. That's what you mean. The gameplay is smoother. And, but yes, also in the world, it's later. Oh, really? Yeah. By how much do you know? At least five years. Okay. I don't remember exactly. I'm actually playing it for the second time right now. Hmm. But in, in the first game, does it actually take place in 2023 or does it take place like 2011? Um, I th- it, I don't think it gives you a date. Oh, okay. But it, it says like present, you know, it's like it's supposed to be a present day type of thing. So oh, it happened okay. when it was happening. So that's why when they released the show, they made sure it was 2023 in order to be like accurate to when it was released. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, the technology was exactly what the technology was back in the day. Like when it, the first scene of the game, mm-hmm. it's a TV that's got white noise because it was cable and it had lost signal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was one of those tube TVs, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> no flat screen. It was, it was in the day that it was made. Okay, that's understandable. But then with the new game, it being further past the judgment day, mm-hmm. <laughs> the breakout day, things are different. Because um, has the show gotten to the point where they meet Joel's brother? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Episode seven. Well, I'm sorry, two, guys. Two episodes. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Hey, Joel's brother's alive. Too late. It's cool. Keep we, going. We could go back and edit in a yeah. spoiler is coming. Yeah, I can probably, we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, um, Joel's compound mm-hmm. in the second game is like 10 times bigger. Joel's compound? I mean, Joel's brother. Oh, like in Jackson? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Jackson, Wyoming's like a hotspot after. Oh, yeah. Becomes this whole thing, and that's where you start game two in. Oh, really? Yeah. So they go from Jackson to Salt Lake back to Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Oh. The very, very end of the game is you driving back to Jackson. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Presumably. One thing I thought was funny, though, is in the show, I don't know if you watched the last episode. I'm two show, two episodes behind. Okay. You can tell me because I played the game. Well, either way, they there's like a comment. It's not like a spoiler or anything, but um, Joel is talking to his brother and he's like, oh, so you guys are communists? And he's all... <laughs> No, we're not. And then his wife's like, yeah, I mean, we live in a commune. So, yeah, we're we're communists. And he's all, oh, okay. <laughs> he's like, kind of like, oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, it's there's so much to talk about in this world of mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Because they did the post-apocalyptic thing in a way that was, I would say, original at the time. Yeah. Um, where... You weren't just fighting, quote, zombies. They're not zombies. People mm-hmm. hate it when you say that. Infected. We should probably, like, explain a little bit about what The Last of Us is. Because we just went on a huge rant and never gave any of the listeners an idea of what it actually is about. It's a game that's been out for over a decade. If you've that's never true. heard of it, that's on you. <laughs> also true. That makes sense. Um, but The I premise can... of the game, though, yeah. is this guy is traveling with this girl kind of across the country because there was this huge, like, pandemic of... Fungus. Mushroom, yeah, like fungus. That infected parasites. humans. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, infected humans and made us walking dead. Basically. Yeah, pretty much. But like way cooler. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is more creative, I feel like. For sure. And it, it's not just the zombie idea of like, this thing is after me and that's all that exists. It's mm-hmm. There's different stages of development of this fungus in people's bodies until you eventually... Turn into a mushroom. Yeah, exactly. And then you Merge bite the, the neck of every person you've ever seen. Yeah. 
yeah, for sure. It's bad news bears, for real. But um, yeah, all right. We'll go watch the show. That's great. Have you seen Severance, by the way? Because, I mean, you have my Apple TV. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you should watch Severance. Megs and I just binged all of it yesterday. Really? It, it, each episode's like an hour. We watched all nine of them. It's really hard for me to watch, um, now this is going to sound weird, adult shows. Okay. Yeah. Sh- shows, shows marketed to adults. Because mm-hmm. I have three children. And so when it's I valid point. put my last child to bed between the hours of 8.30 and 11, because she likes to pretend that she's an adult and not <laughs> go to sleep, I then have anywhere between half an hour to an hour and a half to watch a show with my wife, who's an adult, and uh, we get to pick one together. She's not super into The Last of Us. Really? No. Has she played the game? No. <laughs> Does she find it freaky or something? Or why doesn't she like it? Uh, there's a kid that dies in the beginning. Spoiler alert. Yeah. She's really not into kids dying. Okay. <laughs> kids don't die in the rest of the... I know. <laughs> I, dude, episode one has ruined so many shows for her. Really? Yeah. She won't watch Breaking Bad because we watched this the version that had a pair of boobs in episode one. She's like, <laughs> I'm done with this show. I can't watch it anymore. That's interesting. And I was like, okay, well, that never happens again, but yeah, that's could, your choice. Might see a your couple body, more, your choice. but, <laughs> but <laughs> you don't see him for like another like three seasons almost. Dude, I don't remember. I want to say like the beginning of season three, you see one. Interesting. But Breaking Bad's the best. Yeah, it's a really good show. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched the last season though. Oh my goodness. I think I watched all through, I think I watched seasons one through three and just never got around to season four. That's the crazy part about TV, right? Like if, if you would said, "Oh, I never saw the end of Avatar, the movie," mm-hmm. people would be like, "You're a dumb dumb," because <laughs> that's what twenty more minutes of your life you just sat through three hours. Yeah, but if people are like, "Oh, I didn't see the last season of Breaking Bad," people kind of understand. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It's another ten hours at least invested. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't think season four had come out by the time that I had watched season the rest of season three, and so I just like never got back around to getting back into into it after it released on netflix or whatever it was yeah it'd be so hard to keep people engaged in a show for multiple seasons and trying to like katie and i were just talking about this um do you remember like the the dc universe on television no which ones so like the first one was the flash i think or arrow no oh arrow yeah i remember arrow so so she and i got really into arrow on the cw yeah but then it was like oh well we're gonna have a crossover with the flash that started a season after the arrow mm-hmm. so we're like oh, okay so we should watch the flash so we started watching that and then they were like this season we have a crossover with the flash and supergirl and so we're like wait we have to watch supergirl all of them and then there was like a whole nother show and by like season five of arrow they have these like crossover episodes but it's like five straight episodes because there's five different shows and if you don't watch all s- five shows you don't know what's going on you don't know uh, who these people are that's lame so you're watching it episode nine and it's normal. Episode 10 is like episode three of a five-part series between five shows. And then episode 11, you're back to what nine was. And you're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. So we kind of were like, this is too much. <laughs> we can't watch five shows at the same time. Yeah, that seems like a pain. Yeah. It's not worth like going through that. That's rough stuff. That's why the MCU is better because it's like, here's nine movies. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to go through a bunch of like... Although the other day we were thinking about going and seeing um, Ant-Man and Quantumania. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, we should just, you know, 
briefly go through a couple of movies. Yeah, a couple so of that, the preceding ones. So that we can remember exactly what's going on. And then it's just this giant rabbit hole of what movies are important, which ones aren't, which ones have Ant-Man in them, which ones have the people that are going to be in this movie that aren't Ant-Man. So it was like, eventually we are like, okay, so we have to watch the full season of Loki. Oh, we have to watch. It's a good show, though. And it's then, worth it. And But then the introduction of Ant-Man is in Civil War. Oh, yeah. But if you don't watch The Winter Soldier, you don't know what's going on in Civil War. So it's like... Yeah, it all kind of suddenly became 10 or 12 movies and a season of TV that we were like, oh, we should watch this before we go see one movie at the theater. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's like, time for no, this. Oh, good. That's the kind of thing. If you don't stay on top of it, then it kind of doesn't make as much sense. Yeah. Well, and I mean, the problem is, the bigger problem is, yeah, I stayed on top of it three years ago before COVID. Mm-hmm. So we've all been blipped to the future. And now it's like... <laughs> Oh, wait, this was four years ago. I don't remember much of this. Yeah, for sure. That was before my twins were born. I have oh, amnesia. that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I feel like I, Ant-Man I heard was good. I also heard it was bad. From whoever you ask is always going to be different. Exactly. I've heard watch Black Panther. I've heard don't watch Black Panther. Oh, the new one? Yeah, the Wakanda Forever yeah, one. Yeah, that's great. I have, I've heard that, and I've also heard that it's the worst movie they've ever seen. Like, Oh, my gosh. Who said it was really the worst? polarizing now. I don't even remember. It was more. It was closer to when it came out, so I don't remember the conversation I had with somebody. But, but then, um, we we were thinking about watching Quantumania. Megs decided she didn't want to watch it, and then we just watched Puss in Boots, and that movie was great. I don't know if you've seen the new Puss in Boots. That movie's so good. Hey everyone, I was alive when Shrek came out. Yeah, same. <laughs> Makes me old. It, you know what's funny to me? Shrek, Shrek came out in. April of 2001. So like five months before 9-11 happened. I don't remember 9-11. I remember watching Shrek in the theater. That's hilarious. So I I'm like right on the cusp. Was the perfect age for Shrek. Like I was 11. Like yeah. it was marketed directly at me. Yeah. And like when McDonald's was like, come get your green shakes in honor of Shrek. We were all like, yeah. <laughs> so like I remember the Shrek mania before it was like cool to like Shrek. Mm-hmm. Dude, Shrek was great. Yeah. I still think it's one of the greatest kids' movies of all time. Yeah. And Back the to kids' media. Sequels were great until the fourth one. and I never saw the fourth one. Yeah, it's not, Don't watch it? Yeah, it's great. Oh. Puss in Boots is good. I mean, spinoffs. That's good, too. Have you seen the newest no. Puss in Boots? It's worth it. <laughs> okay. Dude, well, it's yeah. perfect. I love it. With, with 800,000 hours of content available, I'm not going to pay... For content in my house okay yeah that makes sense that so makes we're sense. just we're just waiting till it's free yeah <laughs> it's understandable i can't i can't blame you for that one yeah man especially when i have turned on the same two episodes of clone wars for my four-year-old three days in a row really because she hasn't noticed that they're the same episodes are you serious yeah but i've been doing other stuff like cooking or cleaning mm. and while it's happening so i like don't know what's happening by the end of the episode i hear the music i'm like oh crap i missed that whole episode then i'm just like oh, i'll turn it on tomorrow and she won't notice that we've been watching the same two episodes four times in a row really yeah so well all right it's hard to get through content <laughs> it's understandable i guess it's 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 hard to like so you'll pick and choose whatever content you want to watch, right? Whether that's on Netflix or HBO or whatever it may be. And then you recommend something to someone and you have to realize that like, there's so much to go from, like to pick from Oh yeah, that they may never get around to it. Yeah. I feel like it's like recommending 
even more so than a restaurant, like you have to just like say, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. This is the greatest show I've ever seen. It changed my life. It'll help you cure your ED and male pattern baldness <laughs> to get people even interested in looking it up these days. Yeah. Cause they're like, cause in the back of your mind, every time you hear somebody say, Oh, this show's so great. You think of the three shows that you haven't finished mm -hmm. and the last season of breaking bad that you meant to watch. Yeah. And backlog, man. And you're just like, Oh yeah, let me file this in uh maybe underneath probably. And right below. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then on top of that, like to even get them to remember what the, the show was oh, to yeah. watch, you have to remind them like, eight times dude for real I'm i have like, to be reminded like nine times eight eight or nine times send me a picture <laughs> yeah exactly and even then i might check that text message later but yeah like literally the other day you were showing me a youtube video and then the next day katie asked me what the name of it was and i was like i don't remember really yeah. which one the, the, the one she didn't like she wanted because she was like i wonder if her, her twins husband had seen it because it was like his humor too oh really so she was on the phone with her and she was like oh yeah they watched the shows he thought it was hilarious i bet ben's watched it so maddie was like well, well what's it called and yeah I, and she's like i don't know let me ask connor and i was like i didn't file <laughs> I that can't in, remember yeah i didn't file that in the must watch category apparently for anybody who's wondering it's a it's a skit by gillian keeves yeah so we shane gillis and all i had to google was isis um car dealership <laughs> isis toyota it. yeah <laughs> That's such a good video. Yeah. So it was easy to find, but couldn't remember. Gillian. Gilly. Gilly. And Keeves. His last name is Gillis. Yeah. And so they just, Gillian Keeve. Because they were trying to what, Key and Peele? Um, probably. It's probably similar to that. He's a better stand-up comedian than he is a skit guy, though. Yeah. Shane Gillis. He's, he's real funny. I like him a lot. Yeah. It's funny because my YouTube, um, like, suggested reels and stuff mm -hmm. is so dominated by the things I f search for my children to watch and the mm. things my wife searches for like drawing videos and nail videos Yeah, that I, I just have to like search my own stuff because <laughs> the algorithm is broken when a woman and a four-year-old are both searching more things than the 32-year-old male that actually wants to watch the stuff. Yeah, for sure. I bet it throws off so many people's data oh yeah yeah like my netflix my netflix like recommended for you it's like this murder documentary this action movie and puppy dog pals <laughs> and so, <laughs> one of these things is not like the other oh for sure dang man it's rough stuff right there yeah algorithms they haven't figured out how to filter out the i just did this for my kids spotify is the same way it's like well you listened to in condo soundtrack 1800 times in a row here's 700 more kids shows show theme songs and i'm like that's not what i want to listen to <laughs> i mean to their defense they've made separate profiles for these people right but like they don't always switch over the profile exactly all in every single one of our streaming platforms my kids have their own profile but yeah if they come downstairs while i'm watching the last of us i'm not mm. going to take the time to switch out and go get yeah yeah i'm just gonna be like oh uh you want to watch scoob okay here it is yeah <laughs> just turn it on have you have you guys watched Velma with your kids, the new Velma? No. Yeah, I've heard it's awful. I have too. That one I have not heard good things about from anyone. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes it. Did it's you, like one of the lowest rated shows ever. Did you watch, um, speaking of Velma, did you watch um, the new Adams Family thing? Wednesday? Wednesday, yeah. I watched bits and pieces of it while Megs was watching it, but I didn't 
Yeah. I mean, I, I got the gist of it, and I've seen a few episodes, but... It was good. I liked it. I thought it was good. Jenna Ortega's half Puerto Rican. Really? Quarter Puerto Rican, I guess. Her mom's half Mexican, half Puerto Rican, and her dad's full Mexican, so... So she's three quarters Mexican, is the headline. She's mostly Mexican, a little bit of Puerto Rican. Yeah, the listeners probably don't know that I went to Mexico on my mission. They probably heard a bunch of Puerto Rican stories, but... I've, yeah, there's been a few. I've had a couple people on the mission from, from Puerto Rico that have been on the podcast so but you're just now saying that mexico wins again well i mean in this case yeah i mean i'm not i'm not gonna get into the politics of it or anything <laughs> but uh well i will have a bias for sure every single person i've met that went to a latin country thinks that the food in mexico is better oh no hands down mexican food is the greatest food in the world yeah that's why it's everywhere yeah for sure you can get it in london it's not very good but you can get it hey i mean as long as it's around that's all that matters <laughs> yeah we we tried in Oklahoma one time when we lived out in Oklahoma. We tried this like ne- Nepalese food. It was awful. It was terrible. But Meg's had some the other day, and she said it was pretty good. So I mean, I guess it all depends on the restaurant, right? Well, yeah, for the most part, for uh, for sure, it does. It's kind of unfortunate. It's kind well, of unfortunate. The, I mean, I don't know. I I work for a franchise. I can tell you that a manager can make or break anything. That's true. That makes a lot of sense. Or yeah. owner, right? If it's a small enough business, the owner can make or break anything. Definitely. So a chef can make or break a restaurant. That's true. They can make some crap rice, man. Nobody will ever come back. I've had speaking bad rice. Of, speaking of that, so do you remember that one time that you and I went to Ika, Ika Sushi? Yeah. Over by like Top Golf and Murray? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was amazing? Yeah, and it was like the best place we've ever gone to get sushi. Yeah. Megs and I went today. Oh, really? It was not as good. Oh, man. It was like average at best. Oh, geez. That's sad. Yeah. Makes me wonder if like we just hit it right on the head, like the perfect time to go. Yeah. The chef was good. The fish was fresh. I don't know what it was, but. The the girl bowed to us like eight times. Yeah. That was cool. That was cool. They gave us oranges at the end. They didn't give us oranges today. That sucks. Yeah. I was bummed. I found a new sushi spot though. Really? Yeah. Ooh, what's it called? Uh, oh, we'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> okay. I don't want to blow it up too bad. Yeah. We need to go get some food again. Dude, we, I love going to get food. Dude, there's a bunch of new ramen places around that we got to go try. I know. I went to the one across the street from my hotel. It's great. It's finally open? Yeah. Ooh. Every time I drive Ninja, past that sign, I'm Ninja, always like, Ninja, Ninja, Ninja ramen. Yeah. Yeah, every time I always pass it, I'm always like, those bastages. <laughs> it's really good. It's not open yet. Why is it not open? No, yeah. We, Katie and open. I went the other day. So it's it's worth the hype that we've waited like a year and a half for. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. I'm really excited for Katie to listen to this part because she's going to like slap me, but... Good. Do you, we went to a ramen place, the four of us once. Yes. And she now compares every ramen place to that place, not because it was the best, but because she had an experience at that ramen place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That may or may not have made the food better. Really? The one in uh, the ramen bar yeah. in Salt Lake. So now she's like, none of this ramen is as good as I want it to be. And I'm like, sorry, baby. It may never be that good again. <laughs> it may never, ever be that good ever again. Yeah, I mean that would uh that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta take a sip of water here. Jazz are playing again. Uh two point game. We are in the bonus. We Nobody should just cares. be sportscaster. We should do it. Uh we've talked about how uh we want to bring this podcast to the wiffle ball tournament that we do every year with Zeke Polden. He was episode two of this podcast. We're gonna okay. live stream it and do it. This something unoriginal cast. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Wiffle ball. Yeah, it's a it's a wiffle ball golf tournament. 
golf tournament. Yeah, wiffle ball golf tournament. It's pretty good. Where? Uh, Bountiful. Oh. To his parents' house. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You kind of get set up. You get like a pitching wedge or a nine iron and then go from there. Yeah, I'm really bad at golf. Oh, I'm terrible. Awful. The worst. We've also tried to go to Top Golf like three times and never successfully made it. Yeah, we got to actually, we got to follow through with that. Now that the vineyard one's open. Yeah, that should take some crowd away from the other one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. We've d- talked about so many local things here <laughs> in this one. Welcome to Utah County. Our Belgian listeners are not going to be happy about this one. <laughs> Belgian. Yeah, apparently there's, apparently we have some Belgian listeners. Listen to every episode. I don't know anything about Belgium. Never been there. Uh, I, I hear they're pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, there's a Belgian Grand Prix that I really want to go to sometime. Well, yeah. You'd like to go to every Grand Prix. That is true. Is there one that you would skip? If you got tickets, if you got season tickets and and airline tickets to every single one, would you skip one? Yeah, let me think about which one I would do, though. Which one I would skip, though. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Imola, maybe? No, that one's cool. I almost thought you were going to say Monaco. Honestly, Monaco's kind of boring from what I've heard. Really? Because there's no, like, overtaking. Well, yeah, because it's you start, straight streets. Well, you start at the beginning, and if you start from pole, you'll, like, it's like a 90% win percentage. Except for that one hairpin that you can just blow through and get a 15-second like, penalty. Oh, the uh, the chicane near the end there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that'll... Uh, Every single stop. time I saw them, like, stop and go around it, I was like, dude, somebody please just blow through it. <laughs> and then somebody did it at the end because it was wet, and I was like, yes! Yeah, well, and they have to give that position back, which is unfortunate. Oh, but. yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But, yeah. I mean, Austin would be cool. That one would be super fun. Vegas happen- is They're doing the Vegas one for the first time this year. That'll be interesting. Yeah, it'd be super great to have ten grand to get a ticket to the Vegas one. Oh, dude. <laughs> you have no idea. I waited on the list. I signed up for the list to get on the... Yeah. You and I both did. Yeah, we did. To get tickets to the Vegas Grand Prix, and it just... It was like two grand. It was like 2500 bucks for, like for standing room. Yeah, for the cheapest tickets. Granted, yeah. food was included. It was a three-day ticket. I'd I'd love Not to worth it still. pay you twenty five hundred dollars to stand around. That sounds yeah. like a dream. We buy one ticket, we trade it out. I go to day one and two. You go to the race on Sunday. That's wow. You'd rather go to qualifying <laughs> practice. It'd be way less crowded. That's true. Probably worse food though. Qualifying is cool though, dude. It's so funny because I grew up in Las Vegas, and there's all like the food included part of this. It's like so hit or miss. I've been to a lot of really? conferences in Vegas that are catered. Yeah. Everyone probably thinks like, oh, the buffets in Vegas, the gold standard. Yeah. Catering in Vegas must be amazing. I tell you what, there there are some buffets that are terrible. First, Spotty. First of all. But then even last year I went to a hotel conference. Mm-hmm. The food was not good. Really? Oh, my gosh. Dang. They even had like an entire section for all the Indian owners. Mm-hmm. And we went over there thinking like, oh, this has got to be better than like the weird fish they just fed me over here for the white people. Yeah. Let's go to the Indian section, get some curries, and it was also very, like, blah. Really? Yeah. That's unfortunate. I know. I feel like Utah stepped its game up with its food to the point where I, I met this kid from New York. He had just moved from New York City. And I was like, what, what, what do you think is better, New York food or Utah? And my coworker was like, oh, it's going to be New York food hands down. Not even a question. Food in New York is going to be the best food around. And he was like, honestly... Utah food may be better now. That's amazing. Yeah. He said the quality in New York food has dropped. Like New York City food has been, it's come down since the pandemic. He said, but Utah food, 
it's it's stayed up there, man. That's good quality. I got so many spots in Utah that I can't like miss, you know? Yeah. That I love. I just wish that near me now that I have kids and I can't just like, hey, let's go drive in half an hour to a place in Salt Lake or Provo. Mm-hmm. I like need them closer to me. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. I'm really hoping that Silicon Slopes catches up sometime. Dude, I, pl- I hope it does. And not just like tsunami sushi where it's like 80 bucks for one person. Goodness. Yeah, it's way too expensive. I want these small hole in the walls like you get in downtown Salt Lake. Or mm-hmm. Now that are popping up in Provo. What happened when I was in college in Provo and it was like everybody wanted to go to Cafe Rio and they thought that was the best Mexican food <laughs> in Utah. There was a poll while I was at BYU. No way. And yeah, it was like, what's the best Mexican food in Utah? And they asked like 100 students at BYU and the number one answer was surprise oh my gosh i don't i don't like that city <laughs> i don't like provo i know well there's now some really good spots it's getting cooler yeah it's getting much cooler and i mean valor's always been cool valor has always been shout cool. out for valor it's a great place to be cory fox good local fox. music cory fox your fox is always said. yeah cory fox is the owner of valor oh nice family friend oh really yeah yeah handsome man wonderful beard <laughs> Let's get him on the podcast. Dude, Let's I would get him love to. I bet he would. He just doesn't talk very much. Uh, that makes sense. Well, as long as, I mean, as long as you write, ask the right questions. That's true. You know, and, you know, preface it with just talk. <laughs> yeah. Just don't feel, don't, don't feel bad to talk. That's interesting stuff, man. I want to talk to you about one more thing. Well, I mean, more than just one more thing, but this was like the one more thing I had on my list. Yeah. Every prompt you have leads us to at least eight subjects. Yeah. This one, how do we fix All-Star Weekend? Fix it? It's broken. It was the best. It was the lowest viewed it's ever been. Was it that because it was in Utah? I doubt it was because it was in Utah. I think it was more so because, like, it's less, I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with it's really hard to get. It's on TNT. Oh, yeah. And, like, nobody has TV anymore. I mean, I am subscribed to Fubo so to watch all the all these jazz games, and I and I couldn't watch NBA All Star with oh, Fubo. Really? Couldn't do it. That's hilarious. I don't get TNT for some reason. Well, yeah, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So I, I think it's just it. inaccessible. I watched it because my parents still pay for cable. Well, and the skills challenge was kind of underwhelming. No, that was super. In- Three point contest kind of underwhelming. Y- yeah, I mean, yeah, it w- yeah. I- yeah. Celebrity game was kind of underwhelming. I didn't even watch the celebrity game. See, that's what I mean. Rising Stars was cool. Granted, we also went to the Rising Stars game, so that made a difference. Yeah. I wonder if a bunch of people in like California, Texas were like, oh, it's in Utah. I don't want to hear a bunch of Mormons talk about crap. <laughs> they just didn't tune in. That's like, that's probably possible. I could see that happening. But yeah, TNT's the worst. Well, but okay. And then on top of that, during the All-Star game, I don't know if you watched it. Yeah. It's just, it's boring to watch now. Yeah. No, it was. It's just. Threes and dunks. Yeah. Well, and there's no defense. You know, nope. And, How do we fix And Dame Lillard just threw up like four half court shots in a row. Dude, he he was like two for ten. Yeah, and but then, then like when he makes the one shooting. from the half court, everyone like freaks out and it's yeah. so cool. After six attempts. Yeah. No way, he did it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's an what? NBA player after six attempts. Well, also like four of the the biggest all-stars opted out because they were injured I mean, no stuff. oh that's true yeah Giannis played for 0.5 seconds LeBron pay- played for like half a quarter yeah because he jammed much. his finger on the rim Just so funny to me but dude he was totally going for the um, MVP because he wanted one more than he wanted to tie the most all-time 
Who has the most all time right now? Is it Kareem? <sighs> it's either Kareem or Shaq. Or is it Kobe? They named it after Kobe. Yeah, of course. Oh, but it was probably because rest in peace. Um <laughs> Um, anyway, no, but there's no like, there's no effort. There's nothing like that. How do we fix it? Someone, someone had mentioned to me, do what they do in baseball where you do East versus West and whoever we tried that whoever wins gets home court advantage in the finals. Oh, interesting. Do they really do that? They do that in baseball. If East beats West or vice versa. Is it AL? Yeah. 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 American league versus national league. Okay. So if the American League beats the National League, then the American League in the World Series gets like home court advantage or home field advantage. That seems like a big prize to win. Yeah. Could you imagine? But also East versus West, we did that for 20 years and the West won the last 12 in a row. Yeah. Like Well, and that's why you had to do the draft, right? But also they would have won again this year cuz dude, the East is always like two really good teams and a bunch of garbage. Yeah. Normally, I mean last year was very skewed. It was way more East heavy last year, but West and, has gotten better since. And then we traded Kyrie and Kevin <laughs> back to, to the West, West teams. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is the first time Kyrie's in, on a Western team. Be like Giannis and all his brothers starting for the East, and then like all the real superstars for the West being like, oh, "Okay, we're gonna have it finals in the West again." In the West, <laughs> it'll be fine. We're great. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see because yeah, now that they've changed the format, you can't give them home court advantage. So what do they do? Yeah, the format also, I mean, the first year they did the, like, to get to a score, let's add 27 in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. was actually good. Do you remember that first year? Yeah. It was, like, like competitive. It, there was there was real playing in the third quarter, the fourth quarter. I felt like because they actually cared about the charity money. But now it's, like, yeah. the young players don't care. They're like, okay, yeah, 100000 to whatever. Okay, all right. Yeah. You know what they should do. Okay, I've been thinking about this a little bit. Okay. All right. In like financial bonuses for defensive stops. Oh my gosh. You think that they care about more money? I don't know. If you if you signed a $32 million contract and they're like, "We'll give you $5,000 every steal you get." You'd be like, "Well, no, I mean, okay, yeah, maybe not the case." <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it's not very good. What I I like the the finals being decided. Let's let's incentivize defensive stops. Whether that's blocks, steals, turnovers, or not turnovers, whatever it may be. Oh man, I don't know. I mean, defense is great, <laughs> but it it it's not as prevalent even in regular games. Like everyone wants to say, "Oh, the All Star game, there's no defense, and they don't call travels." It's like, have you watched the rest of the season? Yeah, but it's still better. Like, even watching this game right now, there's some defense being played. There's nothing in the All-Star game. Yeah, they just let them walk. It's, you can just, it doesn't matter. The drives are just, they're always successful. Well, I mean, you, you saw the NFL change their Pro Bowl to, like, flag football, right? No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the Pro Bowl was played as flag football this year. Is that, like, their All-Star thing or whatever? Yeah. yeah. No way. Because they're always worried about injury. Yeah. And that's the same thing with the an all-star game right yeah. like if they're playing super hard defense nobody wants Draymond coming in there and hit you with the elbow mm. yeah that makes sense because everybody uses the all-star break to get healthy okay here's an idea ready for this? okay <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad idea probably and I don't know why I'm laughing so much it's mostly because I'm trying to remember my own thought I'm excited I think we have 
because there's 24 players. We have a 24 spot tournament one on one. Oh my gosh! And then you win home court advantage in the fight in the playoffs with, for your team. Uh, for your team. So you could be the ninth seed. You could you could be going into the play-in tournament, but you won specifically the entire one-on-one tournament in the all-star during the all-star break, and your team goes all the way to the finals with home court advantage. Well, that no one under six has ever made it to the finals. True. Yeah, wasn't that the the Rockets in '95? Yes, sir. Well done. Um, I think besides one-on-one, maybe not. But like, what about half-court three-on-three? That could that would be cool, and have two games going on at once. I mean, how do you watch? I mean, it's true. I guess at home you can't watch them both at the same time. But what if it was just like pick up ball to 21, right? Three on three Ooh. tournament, you know? Yeah. And then it's not like we have the five starters and the 17 off the bench and everyone's going to try and get some playing time in the all-star game. And Should we do a three on three tournament instead of the skills challenge? Ooh, that could be better. Because the skills challenge, I feel like they try to make it cool every year and... It's. I think it's better than it used to be, but I just feel like it's not. Players yeah. don't care anymore. Also, like what skills? Show us how you can pass. It's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They had a cool skill, skills challenge this year. I don't know if you remember it. Yeah, the passing thing. Well, they had the passing, and then they had the weird like obstacle course that they used to just always do. That three people went the wrong way on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they did like I don't remember what it was, like the shooting drill thing where they like. Oh yeah, yeah. Had to yeah. do that. Yeah, four points from here, five points from here. Yeah, the total of all three teams was like nine points. Yeah, I think, I think one of, like the rookie team, all rookie team got like four. Yeah, the Antetokounmpo brothers got like eight total, Seriously. and then the Jazz got like twelve or fifteen or something like that. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, interesting, interesting let's, stuff. Let's put nine non-shooters together and try and make him shoot from the three-point line. That's what you do. They should have two three-point contests, one for people. One specifically for good shooters, and the other one, you have to be shooting less than 30% that season in order to qualify for it. That'd be hilarious. That and would it, be interesting. And it's, no, it's 50, it's under 50% from the line. <laughs> from the free throw from line. the free throw line. <laughs> you just got, like, people like Shaq and DeAndre Jordan at the three-point just, like, holding a tennis ball, just chucking <laughs> it to the rim over and over. This may, this may make it more interesting, honestly. Yeah. But then the game, it still it still comes down to the All Star game. How do we make the All Star game more interesting? I don't know because you're trying to get the players to buy in, right? Yeah, and and not get injured. I'm telling you, that's true. There'd be nothing worse for your career than than breaking your ankle during the All Star game because you were trying to like get back on defense too hard. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, like. I don't know. I just feel like it's... Also, the All-Stars don't get voted in on, based on their defense. You know? People like... Rudy did. <laughs> that's true. He had to win Defensive Player of the Year almost three years in a row before he yeah, ever got that's true. into the All-Star game. How many times has he won it? Three or four times? Yeah. Is it four? I, I, I think it's four times. Okay. I don't remember. That's great. Yeah. You know? It's the second most of all time. Draymond Green doesn't get to a lot of All-Star games. That's true. Pat Bev, never been to an all-star game. He, uh-huh. he prides himself on his defense, which is mostly yeah, like... but he's mediocre at best. Yanking at people's waists and... Yeah, he's also kind of obnoxious. Remember that time that um, Jokic pushed that guy in the back? Oh, yeah. Um, almost took his head off. One of the uh, twins, 
Markeith Morris, Marcus Morris, one of the Marcus, one of the Morris brothers. That was amazing, and we don't talk about that enough. I think we need to, because that was like straight up. I'm back in Russia occupied Germany, and I. <laughs> You're trying to take my life. I'm going to take yours first. Where is he from again? It's not Slovenia. That's where Doncic is from. Are they not from the same country? No. I think he's from Czechoslovakia. No. Nah, that's going to bother me. i got to look this up. This is why we need a Jamie. Like a person fact-checking us the whole time? <laughs> yeah. Somebody that can be on our Google at all times. What's his name? This was my point to my boss when he was like, Keep going, yeah. you should be in the NBA because you're 6'3 and you're good at basketball. And I was like, dude, anybody that's white in the NBA is from communist Russia. Yeah, he's Serbian. That's what it is. Exactly. So, yeah, your point taken. Every every white guy in the NBA these days, it's like you either punched people at Duke or <laughs> you come from the Slavic countries. I love that you called out Grayson Allen so hard. I do not like that kid. I don't either. Anybody that has a literal tantrum on the bench next to Coach K deserves to just be cut from all basketball for the rest of your life. Ooh, yeah. He's a good 3 and D guy. I will give him that. <laughs> um, how about, okay, how about Mac McClung? He saved the dunk contest. That's true. He's listed as 6'3". He, I think he's listed at 6'3". I think he's 6'1". Dude, dude's got hops. Dude, he's a 43 and a half inch vertical. Dude's got hops. He rec- he didn't go to the draft combine. He went to the like G League equivalent of it, and he recorded the seventh highest. It, if he went to the combine, it would have been the seventh highest vertical ever. Also, uh, shout out to the second white guy to ever win the dunk contest. It was the first. He was who? Um, some guy that I don't remember. Oh, I got like you. Twenty-five years ago, dude. Everybody's stoked about Mac McClung now. Yeah. I hope he gets some playing time. Yeah, dunk contest does not equal playing time. That's true, but he's become. I I was watching this video earlier about how he's really improved his passing ability, and he's a great scorer. In the Rising Stars game, he really balled out. It was great to see. Maybe he'll be the next um, Alex Caruso. That's true. He could be the next Alex Caruso. He's just got to get somebody. Got to get better defensively, like LeBron, to say that he's great. <laughs> He's got to play for the Lakers and become a meme is what you're saying. Well, no, I'm just saying. Because McClung has already become a meme. True. And th- that's not what he needs. I'm saying he needs, like, the letter of recommendation from one of the best. Oh, that's what you mean. What, I got gotcha. you. What, what team does he play for? I think he plays for the Bulls right now. Yeah, there's nobody on the Bulls that has Caruso? enough. No, no, not Caruso. No. Oh, the Sixers. He, McClung yeah. plays for the Sixers. So he needs Embiid to come out and say, like, oh, this is the hardest working guy I know. And, yeah. You know, he, any team that he was going to be on, he's going to be an asset to. This is my Embiid voice, by the way. Yeah, it's I pretty know, good. I know he's French and he has a weird accent, but yeah. I just tried to he's get Super lower. African. <laughs> yeah. Where's he from? Namibia or something like that? I don't remember. Yeah, they all have French accents in something like that. In Africa. I wish I knew what countries all these players were from, but the game is so international, though, that I can't keep track. Also, there's like. How many players? It's too many. It's like 420-something. Ooh! <laughs> Larry Markinen. Markinen's a finisher. See, he's a seven-foot white guy, but he's from Finland, so that's... That's another point for me. There you go. Okay, here's here's a, an anomaly for you. Josh Giddy. Giddy up. He's a white guy from Australia, and he's Australia. under six-foot-five. Okay, yeah, Australia, sure. A little less competition in Australia. That's true. For basketball. Good thing he wasn't playing cricket. Well, I mean, Joe Ingles is a white guy from Australia. Well, he's 6'8", though. So Joe, Joe Ingles is the man. Dude, I love Joe Ingles. Yeah, I know. He's the kind of guy you don't want to play against, but you want on your team really bad. Yeah, his trade hurt me more than Donovan's. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why because is that? 
two reasons. One, he was injured at the time, so it was kind of like a middle finger. That's true. And I was like, towards Achilles. And I was like, no, nah, dude, you can't do this. You can't do him dirty like this. Mm-hmm. Especially when he's been like, so like, I'm a jazz and this is the greatest. Oh, yeah. Like, he was so outspoken about how much he loved it here. I think the idea, too, though, was we'll trade you to free up some cap space to see if we can win the season. But we're going to get you back next season. Yeah, that never. Once you're a free agent. Never and then they were like, we're, we're just going to trade the team. Yeah, we're tanking. Yeah, we're getting rid of everybody. Yeah, and that was that was why it was way less personal for Donovan, right? It was oh, like yeah. it was like we're trying to go after new talent, rebuild, and blah blah. And Donovan, he there was a vibe that he liked it here, but he wouldn't mind getting out someday. Yeah, exactly. I think he was impartial to it. Yeah, I didn't feel that way about. He said he wanted to run it back. I believe him. But I think he was cool with being traded. I also really think he didn't want to be on Rudy's team anymore. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. I think Rudy raises people's floors. Unless you're going to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Because they already floor. had three centers. Yeah, exactly. And you can't just like hope to add this defensive player in, in yeah. the hope that he's... Who's he going to play with? You got yeah. four others, like seven feet tall. Uh, so dumb. Greatest backcourt of all time. Or front court of all time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's. How about you get a shooter or two, though? Like, why are you trading for Drew? I don't get it. Well, hey, they have Mike Conley now. Let's see how this goes. <sighs> Mike Conley is old. Yeah, but he's still balling out. He was great with us. Yeah, just he barely. Was, he was really great until every single season, the last the the series that we lost, he showed his age. Okay, in the playoffs, yeah, I could see that. Regular season, that dude's the man. He's the best there is. So is Chris Paul. Chris Paul's. He's, he's great in the regular season, <laughs> sir. That's true. We're not here to talk about that. We're talking about the finals. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But that's all that anybody cares about anymore. I feel like we need to get back to liking the regular season. I love the, the regular season. weekend and stuff like that. I love the regular season anymore. for the record that dictates the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. I love seeing regular season games. I feel like they're important to me. Look at that. Good job, Walker Kessler. That dude's an animal. Okay, so I don't know if you've heard any of these statistics. He gets more blocks per minute than anybody in the league, and he's a rookie. Yeah, he's he's going to be better than Rudy. He's the best rim. He's already better than Rudy. He's the best rim defender in the league. I'm I'm serious when I think that Rudy was part of the problem. I think so too. Well, I mean, he's just he lacked he lacked offense. And Walker Kessler hit a three today, baby. First points of the game. So he, you're saying that Walker Kessler, as the best defender in the league. Has more three-pointers. Rim protector of the league. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> okay. Has um, m- more more three-point potential than... Um, than Rudy Gobert? What's his name on the, the, the Nets? Oh, than Ben Simmons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he's already tied his career high, so... That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walker Kessler. Ben Simmons also makes this list I'm about to bring up. Ooh, okay. Bring up this list. I would like to hear it. Locker room cancer. <sighs> Locker room cancers. Let's get into it. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is probably the top of the list. I think LeBron is now in that category. Now. Continue, though. You really think LeBron is? Oh, 100%. Wow. Anyway, get back Tell on Ben Simmons. Keep going with your list. I mean, Ben Simmons is a self-explanatory one, right? Like, uh, I, I can't play because of A, B, C, or F, and mm-hmm. goodbye. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to negate anybody's mental health reasons. Mental health is important. It's a little bit too convenient on the timing, though. That's all I'm saying. Well, and then the whole, like, um, now my back hurts. Yeah. Like, there's too many excuses. Yeah. Um, very anxious. I mean, yeah. Valid. But you're playing but you, in a professional league that is 
you know. Well, and you're like, you played a lot. Yeah, that's true. Like, you just gave a bunch of excuses as to why you can't play, and now all of a sudden, you're good from all those reasons. What's your next one? Oh. But I still deserve the money. Yeah. I just want to play and make $100 million. Okay, well then earn it. Yeah. I don't know. It's easy for us to get into that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, but yeah. from the outside. But also, I'm working full-time and not making millions of dollars. <laughs> That's true. And I'm anxious every day. That's also true. <laughs> I bet none of these NBA players have just straight-up strangers spitting in their face because they're mad that they didn't get a room upgrade. That's true. They do get a lot of the N-word, though. That's that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. Um, but no, I'm thinking there are there are team members that make their team worse. Okay. So Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Who do you think I'm going to say next? James Harden. Also, yes. Although this year he's been reasonably quiet. He has been quiet. And no one has said anything about him. But are the Sixers really that good? I mean, they're third in the East. Okay. Maybe his play style is not as good, like won't bring people up around him. But he has been quiet. And maybe he's a good teammate now. Maybe. Maybe he, was, he finally found some people that he didn't want to like just piss off 24-7. Maybe he just humbled himself. You know what I mean? A little bit. Maybe yeah. he realized he wasn't the man. After he got fat on the nets? Yeah. <laughs> After he's gotten destroyed in the media a bunch. I was like, oh, maybe it's true. Yeah, maybe I should just shut my mouth and play basketball. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not advocating for. I don't think that these people deserve to be looked at like they're just one-dimensional humans. Yeah, like it's a zoo. But yeah, they're just for entertainment exactly. purposes. Exactly. This is not the Coliseum, guys. They can have opinions and postings online and try to make the world a better place, even if they think to, you know, yeah. differently than you. It's fine. Where where I have a problem is when people like LeBron and Harden, for example, don't know what they're talking about, but are just on the side of money, right? Are you talking about the China thing? Specifically about the China thing, yeah. right? I mean, everything is kind of in that, right? Where it doesn't matter. I don't know. I'm not going to get into any details because I know that you could piss off a lot of people talking about stuff like this, but... Hey, but but when LeBron wants to talk about like oh the things in Akron, Ohio, and the suburbs of Chicago, and we need to help poverty and kids get out of the area, you know, like he knows yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, and, and I can see that people should listen and not tell him to shut up and play basketball. Yeah, and they, I mean there is definitely some grounds that he's got some knowledge, knowledge. in, yeah. right? But yeah, when you're talking about like China and like some like in you know yeah. the whole thing where they were like politics there's a lot going on in china that we got to like step in and help out and he was like no i, I signed with china and you're <laughs> like no you signed with the paycheck yeah <laughs> not with the country although you don't you don't know if that was a smart move on his part you know could have just never come home from china that's true Brit- yeah that's a britney griner situation dude that's a mess speaking of which <laughs> So crazy. Anyway, back to the original point. I was going to say Kyrie Irving. I'm really, really, I'm really excited to see him just implode at the Maverick. I hope because for some reason Dallas is, Dallas is a huge city that doesn't get a lot of media attention. I'm hoping he's not getting a ton of attention. He pulls a Harden and just for the, over the next year shuts up and plays basketball. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I get it too. Like he bring I, I think with him compared to Ben Simmons, I think he's a lot better with like. You know, his his is more accurate when he's talking about like mental health and taking breaks and stuff like that. I kind of respect him more. I don't know why. Interesting. I I don't know why, but I do. That's fine. I kind of believe him more. Maybe it's because he's a flat earther. You know, I can just get behind that. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Because you're super into science. Yeah, I think Galileo was wrong. I don't think he. I don't think he knew what he was talking about. Well, he 
technically was wrong, but that's he, neither here nor here. Who was the one that was talking about Flat Earth, right? That yes, didn't have flat yes. Earth. Okay, just double check it there. Hold on. Just. No, I think that Kyrie Irving is the uh, equivalent in the NBA to what's his name on the Packers? Oh, um, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. I kind of respect the hell out of him, though. Dude, Aaron, but he, over the last couple of years, it's been like, hey, you want to buy some crystals? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. I can see that. Has he really moved that way? Because all I knew about was like what he talked about on Joe Rogan with like the vaccine, the, the vaccine thing where they were, he was like, yeah, they were like, are you vaccinated? He was like, I am immunized. And they were like, okay. <laughs> yeah. They were like, why'd you lie about the vaccine? He's like, I didn't. I said I was immunized. Exactly. No, I think he's a little out there. What's, man, there's a lot of uh, professional athletes, all humans. Mm-hmm. Let's not even bring athletes into this. Let's just say humans in general are very misled about scientific methods and things. Yeah. Hopefully we can get our get our stuff together. Dude, the internet has broken us. I think we just don't know what to do with all this information. Well, like when I was a child and the internet was new in, mm-hmm. you know, early 2000s, every teacher leader parent that i talked to would always say the same things like you got to be careful of the internet and the information on there because there's lies and stuff get it out of books and now those same people post on facebook (laughs) about (laughs) lizards stealing babies for their hemoglobin hey all i'm saying is the lizard people that live underground are definitely a real thing all right (laughs) but yeah (laughs) you're getting so distracted I i know um but yeah, so LeBron, I think, is one of the. I think he's the biggest locker room cancer I, in the entire league. Because you think he takes it over? I think. I think there's a lot of different reasons to it. But from what you hear from his teammates in the past little while, it's kind of like, okay, for example, um, what's his name? Oh my gosh, I can't even remember his Anthony name. Anthony Davis. Was it Anthony Davis? I have no idea. <laughs> no, it was Patrick Beverly. Oh. Patrick Beverly was saying like, oh, when he got traded. Yeah, he was saying like it's kind of refreshing to not be in LA. Because every every single time you do something, you're looking over your shoulder, mm. and he's he's referring specifically to the fact that like LeBron is gonna correct everything you do. It's all about how like you're doing it wrong, and he is showing you how you need to do it right. And like it's just this huge like, well, he's not good for a team anymore. Let's start with Patrick Beverly may not be the most humble basketball player. He's not, but there might be some merit to that one. Yeah, sure. With everything, take it with a grain of salt. But I'm just saying. If I'm going to trust anyone in the league about anything, it's definitely not going to be Patrick Beverly. Okay, that's valid. Unless it's trust to get to punch in the face. I feel like I'm. I I feel like it's somebody else though that I'm thinking of. He said something about it, but I don't know if it was Patrick Beverly. Was it Austin Reeves? Does he still play for the, the Lakers? I don't know. Who was it? There's so many trades. <sighs> Lakers were in the middle of it. Was it somebody that the Jazz got? No. Was it Juan Toscano Anderson? I don't think it was. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Let's yeah, keep talking. But but a lot of people are going to say that about LeBron, right? Because if, if mm. you use the word LeBron in your interview, it's going to get views. Yeah, that's true. Well, and LeBron, so, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. <laughs> so KD has talked about this, apparently, where he was saying, like... He's never been a teammate with LeBron. He hasn't been teammates with LeBron, but he's talked about how, like, you can't focus on basketball if you're on LeBron's team. Because no matter mm, what, it's never his fault. If, like Anthony Davis right now and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook was the scapegoat for that team. Right. Right? He he took his he took a role differently. Yeah. Went to the bench. Like actually decided to change to change some stuff around. 
and then like still took the fault for everything that was probably LeBron's fault. So you think Kyrie didn't go to LA on purpose because of LeBron? I think it was probably yeah, probably because Kyrie also went to Brooklyn. That's true. He from Celtics, but his both of those teams tanked. Yeah, the Celtics tanked when when they had Kyrie, they could not get anything out of him. That's true, but then they became way better when he left. That's part of getting rid of the cancer. But they're not tanking. <laughs> I'm just saying that there are there are players in the league that make their teams worse, even though they're really, really good players. Okay, yeah, that's valid. Who else may that be? Rudy Gobert. Well, I don't say worse. I would he, say, here's the thing. I would say Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns make their teams worse. I think Rudy... Kind of balances him out. He Rudy's specific in the way that you have to build your team around him. And if you don't, then you're not getting the production out of him that you could. And that was why the Jazz did so well with him was because we built the entire team around Rudy Gobert. I think 2020, the Jazz beat the Nuggets in a best-of-seven series without Rudy Gobert. Yeah, okay, yeah. I can. I would agree with that. So I don't know if you just saw that shot, by the way. With 4.6 seconds left. Walker Kessler, 4.6 seconds left, just... Ties the game. Tied up the game. The fact that this is a really close game between the Thunder and <laughs> <laughs> the Jazz is kind of it's kind of sad. Because the Thunder are straight booty cheeks. That yeah, they're pretty bad. They're actually have you seen their record this year? They're not as they're kind of closer to five hundred. You mean fourth in the West? Fourth fourth to bottom in the oh, West. Fourth to the bottom. Well, I mean there's no better than the Lakers. They're like tied with the Lakers. <laughs> are they really? Yeah. I actually haven't looked in a hot minute. I mean, they're not much better than the Jazz, or worse than the Jazz. Yeah. I mean, they're not the Rockets. Yeah, that's true. Or the Pistons. Someone was saying, who was it? Eric Gordon? Aaron Gordon? One of the two Gordons. Eric? I think it was Eric. He was saying that, like, the things that the rookies are getting away with in Houston, they would never get away with in other other teams. Like what? Just like the fact that they're, like, not passing the ball at all. They're like not taking any responsibility or playing any defense. Like the only the reason they're getting away with what they're getting away with is because they're with the Rockets and nobody cares. And he's yeah. like, if they go to another team, they're not getting the privilege that they're getting. Why do the Rockets suck so bad? Like, why do they not care? Well, I think they're the youngest team in the NBA, but I also think they're just kind of like almost giving their rookies play time instead of like actually developing them. That's unfortunate. But like, what's their what's the end game, dude? Are they trying to get better? Like, they're not tanking to get picks because they don't have picks. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the whole plan is there. Like, jazz the jazz tanks to get a bunch of picks. Okay, real quick, just yeah. looked up the standings. The nice. jazz are worse than Oklahoma City right now. Awesome. Jazz are eleven. Oklahoma City's ten. Ooh, did you see that block? Woohoo! Overtime. I did not see it, but I do love Walker Kessler. See, another, I looked at the another standings. block. So so where where where's OKC? Four from the bottom? They're tenth. We're eleventh. <laughs> and then, right now they're in the plan. That's all I'm saying. So then oh jeez. Who's who's the three below the Jazz? The Lakers. Oh boy. The Trailblazers. Really? Mm-hmm. It's actually so ja- Port- Portland is twelve, the Lakers are thirteen, San Antonio is fourteen, and Houston's fifteen. Looks like it's not Dame time anymore. <laughs> Get him. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Wait, Portland, Lakers. San Antonio. Oh, yeah, the Spurs. I always forget that they're a team. They're so bad. They're not bad enough for me to know that they're bad, mm. mm-hmm. but they they never do anything memorable. I literally forget that they exist. 
Well, it doesn't help they're in a small market. They're in a small market. I don't know. They're just... They're kind of forgettable. I mean, it's kind of like the Kings. The Texas teams are just meh. I don't know why they're so forgettable. Texas is like... Does people just block out Texas from their mind? Not in football. There's uh, Cowboys okay. are America's team. <laughs> Dak Prescott is a choker. Hey, he won the sportsmanship award. He is he? the most overpaid athlete in all of sports. Okay. I don't know anything about football. <laughs> yeah, that's why we talk about the NBA so much. Exactly. It's... It, I've avoided talking much about Formula One in this podcast because I know that I will lose everybody. Nobody wants to hear about it. Everybody likes to talk about Formula One, but they don't want to talk about specifics like you want to talk about well, specifics. okay, that's also true. But nobody knows anything about Formula One. Nobody cares. Lots of people care. It's the biggest sport in the world besides soccer. Okay. Anybody in Utah? That's nobody true. Nobody cares. Nobody in the United States cares like they should. Well, Or they could. People, Not they should. People in Miami cared for about three days. That's true. That Lots of celebrities true. cared in Miami. People for three days, for three days in Vegas are going to care a lot. Yeah, that's true. My parents don't care. People in Austin, Texas care every year around October, November. Formula One is getting bigger in the United States. It is. In fact, Drive to Survive, the Which newest season was just the came smartest out. thing that they ever did, right? Because, yeah. because like college football playoffs, the tagline is the greatest story ever played. And hmm. it, people want a story, dude. That's true. I've tried to explain this to Katie a bunch where she's like, oh, The Bachelor and this. And I'm like, my Bachelor is college football <laughs> season. That's no joke. Like, this f- f- freshman starting quarterback is going to make it into the playoffs because of X, Y. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's so much story. I can't I can't get into that story. I know. I but, get it, though. I but, understand. But you're into the Formula One story? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's easier to follow, I think, is why. There's only 20 drivers, yeah. 10 teams compared to, and they race once every other week probably. Yeah. Compared to every week, 45 teams are playing. They all get one by televised. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I get it. So It is a lot more information to process and follow, but that's kind of why I like it because, I mean, I also like Formula One, but just not as much as you do. It's definitely harder to get your hands on, I think. Because college football, you can kind of watch highlights or anything like that at any time. It's also everywhere, and you mm-hmm. went to high school where there was a football team, and yeah. your dad watched NFL. and Football culture in the United States is huge. It exists. Yeah. That's why we don't know anything about cricket. What is that? Cricket? The game. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? But have you ever heard an announcer talk cricket stuff? No. It is the most hilarious. Like, they use... In in one minute, they're going to say, what, like a hundred words? Yeah. I know three of them. <laughs> it's like, have you seen Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. It's like the, what is that game called? Whack Bat? It's like Whack Bat. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't remember that. They <laughs> they go through like this weird set of rules where he's like, you you hit the pine stick off the cross rock and you do this and like, oh, you yeah. run and, yeah. and then by the time you, or yeah, he's like, by the time you're done, you yell hotbox and then you devour the score downs by nine. Yes, it's the the ultimate American game from New Girl. Oh yeah, true, true American. American. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like no rules. Yeah, I want to know how to play that game. Right? They they have a podcast and they talk about how to, the real rules of true American. They have a podcast. Yeah, Zoe's on it. Really? Yeah. Is it who who from the show? I think it's Zoe. So Jess and yeah. um Winston. Ah, yeah. What's his name? In real life, yeah, no idea. Lamorne, Lamorne Morris, nice. Yeah, 
Pulled, name. pulled that out of the back reaches of your hard. mind. <laughs> I remember that. Dang. Everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. You've got a podcast. I'm surprised that I have a podcast. This was going to be our podcast. Yeah. I I'm mean, it, it, we can... Season two. <laughs> there you go. We'll just bring you on every every 15th episode. There you go. See you on 30 I'll and 45 and 60. Cool. And 75. That sounds good to me. And 90. Or, or we'll just half it every time and I'll become seven next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be interesting stuff. Well, um... Last thing, I'm buying a gun. Nice. I'm pretty excited about it. How, you don't own it currently? I don't firearm. currently own a gun. Okay. And uh, what kind of gun do you have? Which of the, my gun? Which one? Oh. <laughs> I didn't know you had multiple. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a true American. Nice. Those are the rules. Yeah. You have to have a gun. Yes. Um, We're thinking about buying a gun. We are buying a gun. Okay. We're trying to figure out which gun to buy. Cool. Let's We're getting a nine millimeter on the podcast. Okay. Yeah. You want you want a nine millimeter for the plethora of ammo availability or stoppage power, just concealability. So you're looking for a concealed carry. I am type. looking for a concealed carry weapon. So a subcompact because you don't want to carry a full size. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking for. Um, we we've narrowed it down to two guns. An M and P shield. Nice. And which is a Smith and Wesson for the people that don't know what that is. Um, which I didn't know what it was. Anyway, <laughs> and a uh, and a Glock forty three X. Okay. Have you the, shot the, the Glock forty three X? That's modular. Yeah, I didn't know it was modular, but yeah, okay, yeah, that one. Okay. We shot them both today. Okay. And those were our two favorites. We also shot a P three sixty five. It was a little bit smaller, kicked a little bit more. It was fun. Um, smaller mag. I don't know. It was good. I'd be ha- I'd be satisfied with it. Yeah. And then the one that I hated, couldn't stand. Um, sp- oh my gosh. The Hellcat Pro. Okay. I don't think I've shot that one. Is it a Springfield? I want to say it's a Springfield. Maybe it's not. I think it's a Springfield Hellcat Pro. Didn't like it. Favorite gun I've ever shot is one that I don't own. What is it? It's the HKV P9. What is that? It's amazing. You mind you, all of these. I only know those four models of gun because you just tried them. Be, well, because them to those are the ones that people have recommended to me, oh. and I've tried. I have um, a Sig P nine thirty eight. Okay, uh, subcompact. It's a nine millimeter. That's what I carry. Is it pretty small? Yeah. Hmm. But it's got seven rounds in the mag. Seven. As long as you have the extended mag that you can put your pinky on. All right. So it's the full grip. Okay. With the seven rounds? Yeah. Dang. Um, I'm looking for something between 10 and 15 rounds. Yeah. I mean, a subcompact, that's hard. Well, Especially a 9 mil. I guess I don't need a subcompact. Okay. The P365 is actually a pretty small 10 round. Just a compact. 10 round gun. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all for what you want. It. What what do you want to do with it? Do you want to put it in your waistband and conceal it? Yeah. That's It's hard, dude. Really? Yes, I would, dude. When you, you're thinking, oh, what gun do I want? What gun do I want? More importantly, what holster do you want? Mm, that's a good point. Because, point. oh man, that, some of them are so uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and it's just like, how do I fit this into my everyday? Mm, that's valid. Yeah, that makes sense. You want the 365 is a good size for that. You want something that's comfortable that you obviously aren't going to forget about, right? If you have that little pea shooter in your pocket and you don't remember it's there, that's useless. Yeah, that's true. But not someone's gonna dig into your everything. 
Yeah. Yeah, that would cause a problem. And then I bought Katie a, a Glock 42, but I ended up just... Ooh, why'd you pick the 42? Carrying that one. Well, I wanted something... I like Glocks. Okay. Um, Reliability. Yeah, and the profile on that is very thin. Oh, really? Yeah, so it was easier for a woman to carry because they have tighter clothes, right? Because mm-hmm. the SIG has, like, safety on the outside and a hammer. There's a lot of exterior components. Which SIG? The well, one you were talking yeah, about, the, the P, whatever? 938. Yeah, that one that I carry. Um, and it's harder if you have tighter clothes because, like, the hammer can, like, catch on stuff. And there's, mm. a, there's a lot of stuff on it. Yeah, for sure. And the Glock is all internal. It's very sleek. It's very thin profile. Yeah. And then we went with the 380 Special on the um. ammo for <laughs> that gun because 9mm was a little bit too much recoil for her. Okay. Also, with the short, short barrels, you get a lot more recoil. Yeah, with higher drains. Sure. And so it just worked out for her, <laughs> and mm. but then it ended up being the one that I actually carry every day because she stopped. Oh, because it's so much lighter. Because mm-hmm. the sig's all metal, but the, those Good clocks right. are basically all plastic except for the whatever the top part is. Called. Yeah, yeah. So qu- then, question for you: Do you have a concealed carry permit, or are you constitutionally carrying? I have a permit. Okay. Nice. Katie has a permit. How was that process? It's the easiest thing in the world. Really? <laughs> it's half I hear in Utah, it's like super easy. Yeah, it's half an afternoon. It's one class and the guy that tells you like, don't po- point it at people if you don't want to kill them. It's 90% <laughs> don't of the shoot class. other people. Eh? Yeah, that's 90% of the class. That's all you got to do. You got to not shoot other people. Yeah, he's, he just, well, the guy that's taught my class was just like, hey, um, it's really important that you know that uh, this is not a deterrent and uh, you don't just pull it out unless you're ready to fire. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that's sir. a good instructor. Sign my paper and let me put this in my back pocket and leave. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's easy. Do you have like a molded holster for yours? No. I feel like those are the way to go. It, I mean, it depends, right? It depends yeah, on okay. what kind of belt you're going to use, what kind of pants you're wearing. I actually have four holsters. Really? Yeah. One of them is leather that I like that kind of molded to itself, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the one I carry the SIG with since it's so much metal. It really just protects me from getting jabbed. I'm with that. I'm with that. That makes sense. So, my first gun. Yes. What would you recommend I get? I mean, it's funny because growing up around guns, I'm I'm partial to the Glock because it's so easy mm-hmm. to like clean and maintain. They never jam. The well, Katie's does. <laughs> so small, mm. but uh, just they're just. I mean, you, the commercial for the Glocks back in the day were. They froze it in a block of ice, and they chipped it out of the ice and immediately picked it up and fired it because it's just going to survive anything. That's so crazy. Well, that's what cops use, right? Don't yeah. cops use that in SIGs? And that's why I am I have both a Glock and a SIG okay. because my dad also has a Glock and a SIG because he was a law enforcement. It's understandable. That makes sense. And so, yeah, those are very common. But the, like I said, my favorite gun I've ever shot is an H&K. H&K, what is that? It's a brand, H&K. Oh, okay. Never heard of them. Yeah, it's not as big as like Smith and Wesson and stuff. Gotcha. My my knowledge is limited to like the three that I've mentioned: Springfield, um, Kimber. I would not get a Ruger. Ruger is one of them. That's it's yeah. yeah. Benelli's one, but I don't think they make handguns. <laughs> yeah. And Browning, and I also don't know if they make handguns. I have a Browning shotgun. Is it pretty good? Yeah. I mean, it's a shotgun. Is it a home defense shotgun? When I put the right barrel on it. My man. I have three barrels. 
They're pretty interchangeable, right? Yeah, That's super good. easy. Is it? Would you say all your guns are pretty easy to clean? Yeah. Well, yeah. Once you get a kit. Okay. None of them. I mean, every gun you're gonna just be able to break down once you know how to break it down. It's pretty easy. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you just take the barrel and clean the barrel, and then spray everything with oil. Hmm. That's understandable. This is not an instructional video on how to clean your guns, people. Yeah. Don't just take that as advice. Anyway, well, that was pretty good. It was a pretty good podcast. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, it's just, you know, having a conversation with a friend. You and I do this every month. We just don't record it every time. Exactly. We've we've done this at 2 a.m. in a subway parking lot next to a Beto's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. was a good time. It was a good-ass burrito. I'm just saying. We do this all the time. This yeah. is just a normal Tuesday night. Oh, yeah, for sure. Except it's Thursday. Oh, you got work in the morning. That's true. <laughs> nice. Anyway, yeah, let's uh let's call it. We'll see you in another 30. Yeah. See you in another 30. Take care, boys. All right. Peace out. Motel.